to David Ruti later on that are so amazing that they're in the Bhagavatam. So, um, so Karna Muni Devahuti, they're, they're, they're becoming uh, a husband and wife, a couple here. And uh, Devahuti is a, is a princess. And Karna Muni is an amazing sage, like a completely devout devotee of God. And um, so I'm going to go, so the king... Krishna is in everybody's heart. Krishna knows that Kardamamuni would like to have a wife. And um, so Krishna is in the hearts of all of you. So he knows what's, you know, right? He knows what we're thinking in every moment. So, um, and he arranges things. So he's, he's arranged for the king to offer his daughter, totally qualified, personality to uh, to be the queen of Cardamone. So the king comes out with his daughter, the princess, and and basically explains to Cardamone that, look, you know, I know you want to have a wife. And this one's as good as it gets. Totally qualified. And for you to pass this up, it's very foolish because you should accept such an offering that comes unsought. And if you were to pass this up and then seek out yourself, you'll be belittling your position. I guess ideally to have someone um, go out and, and like, uh, I guess it, it's said something like in the nature, if I can remember correctly, that to uh, when 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 the when the I guess the, the woman comes to them, that's a little more auspicious than going out, and, you know, chasing after something. So, um, so the so the sage Karmamuni replies. The great sage replies. Certainly, I have a desire to marry, and your daughter has not yet married or given her word to anyone. Therefore, our marriage, according to the Vedic system, can take place. Let your daughter's desire for marriage, which is recognized in the Vedic scriptures, be fulfilled. Who would not accept her hand? She is so beautiful that by her bodily luster alone she excels the beauty of her ornaments. I have heard that Visvavasu, the great Gandharva, <coughs> his mind stupefied with infatuation, fell from his airplane after seeing your daughter playing with a ball on the roof of a palace. For she was indeed beautiful, with her tinkling ankle bells and her eyes moving to and fro. What wise man would not welcome her, the very ornament of womanhood, the beloved daughter of Swayam Bhuvamanu. So Swayam Bhuvamanu is the, is that the first Manu? If I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, a Manu is like, he's in charge of the universe. It's like... I don't know, only so many Manus in the day of Brahma, I think it's 71, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah? Okay. So, the day of Brahma is like millions of years. Um, and so, they have a long life and they're in charge of running the universe. So, this is the daughter of the person in charge of the universe. <clears throat> 
fine, move them on. So the wise, what wise men would not welcome are the very ornament of womanhood, the beloved daughter of Svayambhuvamanu and sister of Tanapad. Tanapad is the son of Svayambhuvamanu, a very amazing personality. Those who have not worshipped the gracious feet of the goddess of fortune cannot even perceive her, yet she has come of her own accord to seek my hand. Therefore I shall accept this chaste girl as my wife on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept the life of devotional service accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was described by Lord Vishnu. It is free from envy. So it's interesting how after he has a son, uh, Kapila, Lord Kapila, uh, he leaves. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting. You go, you go, you leave God to go become God-realized. So, just playing a perfect example. It's quite, quite a sacrifice. You've got God in your house to your kid, and you, and you leave. So we can see how an amazing personality we're dealing with here, Cardinal Money. And he has all these mystical powers. I mean, he has quite the marriage. He makes an aerial mansion from his mind. He doesn't build it out of his wood and stuff. He makes one from his mind, a mansion that's like the side of a small little city. He's got parks in there and everything. And they cruise around the universe. You go to all these amazing spots, like in the heavenly planets, you got these amazing experiences one can have. And anyway, unique um, situation here. <clears throat> Therefore, I shall accept this chaste girl as my wife on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept the life of devotional service accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was described by Lord Vishnu. It is free from envy. You know, I mean, this sage is very powerful. He, uh, you know, they, they perform, after they get married, they perform, you know, he keeps staying with his brahmacharya service, you know, he's like, he's you know, worshiping. And she becomes very, you know, you know, of course she's supremely chaste, and uh, performs all these austerities, and she suddenly stares at her, her hair is like knotted up, and you know, like dreads, you could see no comb, and skinny, and dirty body. But then they decide to have some progeny, you know. So, so, uh, so she's going, well, I'm a little concerned, you know, you might not find me attractive. So he just goes, okay, you go bathe over there. So she goes to bathe in his lake, and all of a sudden, like through Cardinal potency, she creates like, I don't know, how many thousand or hundred maid servants? Yeah, and they just like totally take care of her and everything. It's, it's the ideal. If you want to get married, this is, this is the best way to go. Uh, become a pure devotee of God, right? And it sticks. The unique thing about Cardinal is he's staying with his, he's not leaving God's service to get a woman, right? He's staying. This is, this is, I think, anyway, this is my, my what I'll talk about. Is he's, he's not leaving devotional service to God to fulfill a material desire. <clears throat> and this is the glory, this is one of the glories of Karmoni. And um, he's just staying with devotional service and letting and, and relying on God to supply him everything. This, this is like supreme renunciation in a sense. Um, He's not in the renounced order, but he take he wants to renounce order later, right? So, but it's both is renounced. <clears throat>
in a sense, because he's not leaving devotional service to God. He's staying with devotional service, and and he has this desire to marry that arises in his heart. Why is it arising in his heart? Maybe because God wants to come down, or, or whatever. But there's a variety of things there, and, and it's described in the reports, which I can't remember. So, um, but but he, the point is, is he's not leaving devotional service to God with the full material life. That's the point. And in that way, you get the best of everything. Krishna knows exactly what you want, what you need, and what's perfect for you in this way. So he also says, this is the last sentence he says, he says, you know, he spoke this much, so this is the last sentence. The highest authority for me, Karma, what are you saying, is the unlimited supreme personality of Godhead, from whom this wonderful creation emanates. So He's saying, the unlimited Supreme Personality of Godhead. Have you ever met somebody on Sankirtan that says, Oh yeah, I used to live in the ashram, did that, done that, I moved on to some bigger, better things. Um, I've heard that a few times. Okay. okay. You don't, haven't read this verse. The highest authority for me is the unlimited Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's not like we experience Krishna, like, oh yeah, Good flute sound, yeah, chilling. Yeah, it's pretty good flute. You know? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's good for me, you know. Now I'm, you know, decided to do this and that. This is uh, not understanding that Krishna is unlimited. Krishna is completely blown away at himself. Actually, he's he's he you know he goes by a, a mirror, a water or something, sees his reflection, is just blown away. And he's ever expanding. So he, he actually meditates on himself. Not that we're supposed to meditate on ourselves. Like in, in some of the past times, he's meditating on himself and blown away. Because he's ever expanding. Yeah. In a sense, that he doesn't understand himself in a sense. Right? Of course, God. But he's ever expanding. He's like, for him, even in meditating on himself, he's blown away at every moment. So this is God, what to speak of us. So us meditating on Krishna is unlimited. Um, it's ever-expanding. That's the nature of transcendental life. We can reread this ver- this story, I don't know how many times I've read this story, and it's, it's always new and fresh. Like, always new and fresh. Now, how is this possible? It's only possible to proof that it's the Word of God. It's not different from Krishna, the Bhagavatam is. So it's unlimited. So if we ever get bored, in our devotional service, on some level, we're not like really ecstatic. I mean, really ecstatic. It means we're something's wrong. We have some anartas. We have some clouds that cover some coverings. Kind of like you want to you want to eat some of this cheesecake. You guys ever get the cheesecake? Mother's not allowed to get cheesecake. Wow, you're awesome. Wow. Okay, so I remember having cheesecake here. And, and imagine putting like a, 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 a plastic glove over your tongue. Okay, you can have cheesecake, but put this plastic glove. And then you try to eat it. And you're like, you can't taste it very well. You can taste a little bit of just a little bit of it. But you can't really, t- you can't really taste the cheesecake, right? It's a frustrating experience. So this is due to our, our coverings, you know, in our um, And our endeavor as well. We, we, we should 
we, we can really, as Prabhupada's guru describes it, take the capsule out, out of the, like, there's a, the holy name inside of a capsule. We want to break that capsule open and experience the holy name for, for what the holy name really is. And the capsule is like, we have an yeah, the holy name is the, we can't do that. Jiva Goswami says, uh, uh, to understand God, we have to accept that we can't understand God. But God can reveal himself to us. And that way we can understand God. But that's on Krishna's terms. Just like if there's a cloud in front of the sun, we can't move that cloud out of the way, but the sun can evaporate the cloud. So by, by understanding the science, the transcendental science of Krishna consciousness, we can surrender to Krishna, take up the process properly of bhakti yoga by rendering service uh, under authorized, to authorized spiritual authorities, and, um, and ex- then Krishna, this is the way Krishna says, you know, bhakti manujanti, one can understand devotional service only by devotional service. So as we perform proper devotional service in the guidance of authorized authorities, Krishna then wants to reciprocate in, in a, a very intimate, personal way. So he will reveal whatever to us that we, he feels is appropriate for us at the time. And that way we get blissful, and we experience our nature which is blissful. And it's ever increasingly blissful. So here Karamuni is saying, the highest authority for me is the unlimited Supreme Personality Godhead from whom this wonderful creation emanates in whom and in whom its sustenance and dissolution rest. So this is like one of the four chapter shlokas of Bhagavatam, you know, most important verses in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah, it's somewhere near here, actually, where uh, it's describing that Krishna is everything. He, he's, you're dealing with Krishna or is Krishna's energies. That's it. Krishna or Krishna's energy. So in a sense, you're dealing with just Krishna. We're part of Krishna's energy. Certainly, earth, water, fire, air, ether, and mind, not false ego, not mind intelligence is, is all Krishna's energy. The whole creation is made up of all that. And so we're dealing with just Krishna or his energies. So remembering that, we can be quite absorbed, which is the point here later on. So Karmani last lessons. He says, he is the origin of all Prajapadis. Those are like the uh, progenitors. The personality is meant to produce living entities in this world. <clears throat> so and in the verse, and he spoke this much. And he, 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 then he became silent and meditated immediately on God. And Prabhupada makes the point. It appears that Karvamuni was fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness because as soon as he, he became silent, he at once began to think of Lord Vishnu. So this is a sign of somebody uh, properly engaged in Krishna service. He's uh, absorbed in Krishna thinking of Krishna. And you see, you know, like you're at a book table or you distribute a book to somebody, they, they, they pop it open right there. And they just, everything becomes really silent. They're like, they're like they, can, they can stand there for like 10 minutes even and just go, 
And the friends are going, what the heck happened to this guy? What the heck? And hey, hey, bro, we gotta go. And they don't even budge. They don't even, as if they're like, time bombs could go off around them and they wouldn't even notice. And, and it happens when we chant and we clean the floor of the temple or whatever. And we get transcendental to this plane of material, the material plane. Absorbed, situated in the self. And this is really where it's at. Learning the art by serving those that are Prabhupada, you know, we're all serving Prabhupada through the, through the intermediate personality, like Mother's and 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 then we gain the qualities of these amazing personalities who is completely fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness. It mentions the smile thing. I remember Arya uh, Siddhanta, uh, he, he uh, helped me with some, some uh, work and he had this picture of Prabhupada who had such a smile. I don't know if you've ever seen this one picture. It's like that picture will immediately want you to take it to Krishna consciousness. I mean, how is it possible to be that blissed out? This person must be doing something amazing and have some amazing consciousness. This smile, where somebody is really, really blissful. You know, Vaisheshwar asked Radha Swamaraj, what's your secret? You know, I mean, he's had so much success. And he, um, and he answered something of the nature, I don't know. He says, remain blissful under all circumstances. So that's, that a lot of people take this teaching, chant and be happy. At least I used to, because my guru gave me this instruction, chant and be happy. I really didn't take it, I took it seriously, but I really didn't, I mean, I guess our, our, our understanding grows. So, you know, chant and be happy. And, and I, I learned the art of chanting and being miserable or something like that. Just due to my narcotism. You know, I just, like, what, what the heck for? Just because. I want to be special, you know, I want to be miserable. Maybe I'll say blissful, I'll be miserable, that way be special. Or whatever it might be, you know, uh, enviness of God ultimately. But if we take to chant and be happy, really learn the art of chanting, this is the solution. I was doing my japa in the morning around circumambulating the temple. And I, I realized, I had some realization, that this chanting is where it's at. Because as I would chant it, Automatically, all the material arrangements automatically shifted. Like, it was like Krishna turned the wall into like a house or something. And this and that into this. And just the sights and sounds were so beautiful. And everything was so nice. And just obviously, Krishna could change anything at any moment. So by me taking up the process of chanting our Krishna, it became so beyond wonderful. The externals. Like, I felt like, Oh, Krishna is go completely perfectly take care of me. Even if I were to, you know, be dropped off somewhere with another temple around for 50 million miles, I felt like I would be perfectly taken care of for the rest of my existence without a problem. As long as I chanted Hare Krishna, and I thought, wow, uh, sannyas must be blissful because you can just chant this mantra all the time, and that's your job. That's your number one function: just to chant all the time. You know. So I really had some realization that this chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra it is the process, you know, right? We all know there's no other way, there's no other way, there's no other way uh, for deliverance for the soul except the holy name, the holy name, the holy name. 
There's not another way. Three times. Making a point. Sorry. It's not through gyan, it's not through karma, it's not through whatever. It's through the chanting of the whole name. So, so by seriously adopting this process of chanting Hare Krishna and getting our high from the chanting, getting that connection, that, that's where the high comes from. We have to be intoxicated. There's a devotee that's having a little, had intoxication problems and recently became a devotee and he's having trouble. And there's simply this only solution is, you, even, if you, even if you rely on big book scores, you know, get a lot of books out. And Temple president goes, good job. You're great here at McClubsman. Or whatever. And Prabhupada really just goes, awesome. You know, so, but even if you work off of that, it really doesn't work. Because what happens if you don't do a lot of books? And the temple president goes, and then that you won't get your hug, right? So, but you could always, you know, you might get a bad spot or it might rain sideways and make, make it a challenging day. Uh, so it's important for us to find the process and take to the process that really, truly always works, even if it's bitter medicine. Because it works even, even when we're like, icky stuff's coming out of us. Heart. And we don't have the greatest perfect loving vibe of Krishna. Even then it still works. Of course, that will become better in time. And we should always try to have a perfect loving attitude. Because that's our natural state. Prema Varta 6.3 states that the natural function of the living entity, the natural state, is to lovingly serve Krishna with a loving attitude. That's the natural state. But when one tries to imitate or become Krishna, one falls down to material existence. So, the pure state is purely loving Krishna, purely serving and loving Krishna. Like we read about, you know, the gopis and the coward boys, Radharani especially. I mean, she will sacrifice anything and everything for Krishna's pleasure. So as long as we try to enjoy, look for the enjoyment, um, even in the chanting, uh, as opposed to, I'm going to do this to please Krishna, because this is what pleases Krishna. That's how you get the maximum bliss. So... Like the gopis, like I'm sure Radharani would say something like, you know, if um, Krishna wants me to chant something that I don't like at all, it's the worst thing I want to do, but it gives Krishna pleasure, then she will love to do it like that. And of course, the chanting over the Krishna, Hare Krishna mantra gives you so much ecstasy that even Krishna himself comes down as Lord Chaitanya to experience the ecstasy that he doesn't get to have, that you get to have as a jiva in chanting Hare Krishna. I don't know if you know that. Anybody know that? Who knows that? Okay. Right? So this is no joke stuff. So we get actually many times more ecstasy than Krishna's getting just by serving Krishna. So it's not like it's a, it's, a, it's a bad situation. It's the ultimate situation. And it leads, every moment leads to a better and better situation, right? Krishna praying. So, um, 
which I'll do you all right but I'm still not there yet. So anyways, um, I'll read more of the purport. That is the way of Krishna consciousness, being fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Being pure devotees are so absorbed in thought of Krishna that they have no other engagement, although they may seem to think or act otherwise. They are always thinking of Krishna. The smile of such a Krishna conscious person is so attractive that simply by smiling he wins so many admirers, disciples, and followers. So, so, don't have the anarta of desiring admirers, disciples, and followers in charge. Yeah, that's not the process. Uh, I'm sure you all know that. I was a joke. But, um, but this is a big anarta on the way, you know, that seeking fame, adoration, distinction, that's subtle sex desire. Seeking fame, adoration, and distinction. This, this is what we're trying to purify our heart from. We might have taken care of the gross stuff, but the, the subtle stuff, for at least myself, uh, until we're totally purified, it's, it's subtle sex desire, Think, wanting to be special, wanting admirers, wanting disciples and followers. This is, a, this is not the process, as Lord Chaitanya mentions, that his only gopi das, that his only desire is to serve. He doesn't identify himself with any identity, not as a brahmana, not as a sannyasi, not as a this or that, but only identifies himself as a servant of a servant of God. That is his identity. That's how he defines his identity. I am, I am a servant of a servant of a and nothing else. So this, and of course we know in the Shikshastika, Lord Chaitanya writes only eight verses. One of those is, you know, I don't desire beautiful women, followers, and you know, all that. He only wants, only his desire is to remain a pure devotee at Krishna's lotus feet, birth after birth. So now we're learning how to think. <clears throat> we're learning how to, how to act. Or what to, from the thinking comes the action. So the thinking, we should think that I, I am, I mean, I am a servant of a servant. Let me serve, you know, I'm serving from another temple authority. And when I was here, I served mothers and domini and <coughs> whoever else was the authority. And then <coughs> in this way, uh, things went great. I was empowered. Krishna gives me that chit shakti, that spiritual current of energy where every word's a song and every step's a dance, everything's going great. And But when I want to be admired and my motive on book distribution wasn't so prime, perfect, um, then not many books went out, actually. I have this desire to be the greatest distributor, so everybody would go, wow. And then the books won't go out. You know, all of a sudden, people are already, I can't even approach anybody. But when I, when I shift, because my guru, Radhanathana, is really heavy on being a servant of servant, fortunately, by his mercy, a lot of lectures like that, kind of sunk in, okay, let me just serve. And then the books will fly out. Then the chit shakti, the spiritual shakti will be there to make things happen. So going back to, if we're not really chanting and being happy, you know, blissful, you know, then we should recognize that the there's a solution. There's a solution that we can always go back to. And that is 
serving, I identify myself, okay, I'm not better than Lord Chaitanya, and maybe I should learn from him. The whole introduction to the Srimad Bhagavatam is all about that, convincing us that this is the proper way to learn, <coughs> is to learn from God who came down as a devotee of God to show us the proper way. Can't get anything better than that. So here Lord Chaitanya is saying, I am a servant of a servant of God. And my only desire is to remain a pure devotee. That's my only desire forever. Is to be a servant of a servant of Lord. <clears throat> so uh, what's something else I wanted to say that I forgot? But I guess top here for questions, maybe I'll remember. Thank you for tolerating me. Any comments or questions? There's that smile that attracts you. You're going to get all these followers. You had it. You got that smile. All right. I'm your disciple. How may I serve you? Anything else? Any questions? So the chanting, we have to, chanting Hare Krishna, the process, you know, Bhaktivedanta Kaur, Vishnu uh, described the process to attain Krishna Prema. It's very simple. But we have to say those syllables Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So we have to say, we have to hear those syllables. When we do our japa, I'll speak for myself. That's a challenge. Every hearing, every syllable. And it's described, oh, this leads to where I was trying to say, hopefully I'll bring it up, uh, that we have to have, he also says you have to have a strong un understanding of the siddhanta, of the, of the knowledge. Firm understanding. Then, this is what I wanted to say, is where people kind of veer away is with the faith. They, they, they lose faith in the leadership. They lose faith in Guru and Krishna. Some lose faith in Krishna. I don't know how you can do that. But, um, they lose faith in, in Guru. So the faith, faith is like the rudder of the ship. You just have, you know, why, is, why get you at your faith? If you just like nick that rudder a tiny bit, your destination is completely different. You got a big... You know, you got to readjust big time, lose a lot of time. So Prabhupada says the number one verse in the Vedas, most important verse is, uh, forget the Sanskrit, it's, it's uh, complete faith. One who has complete, implicit faith. And Guru and Krishna, all the purports of the Vedas are revealed. In other words, all this gets revealed to you. We realize, we become a realized soul. Parrots? They know Shastra. Yeah. A parrot can learn, can memorize a lot of shlokas. But at the time of death, the cat comes and it's going to go, kah, kah. it's not going to go Krishna. So it's really important that we become, we realize. There's so many scholars that memorize every verse in Bhagavad Gita. But they don't want anything to do with Krishna. So... <clears throat> Understanding and applying the process for those to be there. And the applying, serving the great souls like Mother Sadhamani, and simply hearing these souls. Hare Krishna is so simple. You don't have to make it more elaborate. 
uh, and reading Prabhupada's books on a regular basis. Prabhupada says you should read at least an hour a day of my books. And that, I think, can include the morning and evening program of reading. But, um, you know, I only read for maybe seven minutes, so I don't think you should take time to read more Prabhupada's books. That way we have a strong understanding. And, and the other thing we got to worry about that they really stressed is the ten offenses. <clears throat> There's seva aparads, like, I don't know, you have so many rules and regulations. And they say that those aren't such a big deal. In other words, if you make a mistake, just keep going. But if you don't adjust, if you consciously make the mistake, then it turns into a namaparad. And the namaparad, you cannot get to Krishna Prema if you're performing the namaparad. You can't be delivered with the offenses of the holy name. So there's ten offenses to the holy name. And the, the most critical one of the, of the ten offenses is, is offending devotees, blaspheming devotees. So we want to be very careful with that one. And not consciously commit a seva operat. If you consciously commit a seva operat, then it becomes like, I can, I can get away with just neglecting that. Because, I mean, time, place, and circumstances there also, but... You know, but actually, I know I should do that, and we don't. Then it becomes a namaparad, they say. So with the namaparad, you can't be delivered. So all these rules and regulations are there. It's Krishna. It's Krishna's desire that we do things a certain way. We're getting more nectar than Krishna, so it's not like it's a bad deal. And if we apply ourselves, we really can always chant and, and yeah, and be happy. And, and I'll leave it with this, is who knows how to always, always and easily chant the Holy Name. Anybody know the formula? Yeah. And what does that mean? English, who, who wants to say one part of it? Strong street, yeah. Road on the strong street. Strong tree. Devoid of all sense of false prestige and yeah, I mean it's just Prabhupada in the Shikshastika it's written one way and in the, in the end of the CC it's written a little differently that one can always easily chant the Holy Name. So this is the process, the only process, only way. So to follow that formula, wear that around your neck is describing what you should be doing. And, and chant. And hear the syllables. Oh, it's, oh, it's the work of you know, Hare Krishna. No. Hare. I don't think you know, he wants to shout. Oh, no, it's like Hare Krishna or whatever. You know? Any uh, any comments or questions? Thanks for We should not be doing anything. If you're driving, you, that's part of your service. You got to drive. It's, that's uh, but but I, I believe I'm going to 
stoves, you want them as you round, don't count if there's street lights around. Because you don't want stoves around. Just on the freeway, don't count. So, <laughs> so, so if you got that, something like that, but I mean, anything else, I, I always stop, I don't move the beads. I'll keep chanting, like let's say, I don't know, I, I forgot to, I, if I don't put this in my notes to do, I'm gonna, something serious is going to happen. i got to put it in the notes. But I won't keep, I won't count that. I'll stop there at the beat. And if I find myself inattentive, like I was, probably says no calculating, you know, or whatever. And I found myself, I actually, it's okay if you, you just wake up to realize you, you're dreaming a little bit. I count that. But to act, when I consciously then continue, I go, oh, that's not, that's, that's, that's an offense. So then I'll back up a bit. It's like a, of course the chanting's more blissful. There's like a little penalty to like remind myself, like, you know, these don't count. And I'm gonna go back even a little bit. So, um, so the quality is definitely less. And, and inattentive chanting is an offense. So, you know, the holy name is non-different from Krishna. So us desiring anything from chanting. Uh, being absorbed in these holy names means, you know, we've got some purification to do, and we really need to chant. That should be a reminder. Wherever in attentive, we go, oh boy, I really need to take this seriously. It should be a reminder. As opposed to going 30 years and having these sloppy uh, tendencies and wondering why haven't I gotten Krishna fame yet. Uh, and, and, or we can just be brand new and totally get the nectar. Watch the pastimes of Krishna as you chant the holy name in your first year in Krishna consciousness, just by taking to it sincerely. Sincerity is the only only thing. So if it is sincere to have sloppy rounds, because Prabhupada asked you to, to, write, to produce the CC in this much amount of time in three months, because somebody said, Prabhupada, my rounds aren't good. He says, that's okay, mine sometimes aren't either. But because you're trying to spread Krishna consciousness under the guidance of authorities, not whimsically, hey, I'm always just trying to spread, it's okay, that's not, no. If, if, but the sincerity is the issue. You should ask yourselves, am I, am I sincerely taken to this process? And under severe circumstances like that, when they tried to produce the CC in three months, that Prabhupada, they, they, that was two months, okay? They got, they got the mercy. That was, that was, they got the mercy while chanting. But for us, you know, Unless it's maybe it's a gemstone cram and you know this and that, you gotta like you know it won't be as good as quality, but you still get the same amount of mercy, maybe more. So, um, but as a general rule of thumb, we can't use this as an excuse. Occasionally, when it's when it's when we're really we have to be sincere. That's the main thing. And so really hearing and chanting, taking the time to hear and chant. We think we're going to lose out. I remember one time I was working and giving the money and most of the money. And um, all of it, too. That was nectar. And, uh, and I, I noticed, I noticed other people would do that. I don't know if they get all of it. Not to brag or anything, but I got the nectar from that. I really did. And, um, and I noticed they would skip out on the Bhagavatam in the morning program. And I saw that they, their con no offense, but I just noticed their conscience is kind of like, Drifting away from Krishna. So I saw this and I went, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that. So I did the whole program and I thought like, oh, now I'm going to lose out on bringing money. But I found that when I did the morning program, I would get one phone call 
yes, I'm a doctor, and I just need, like, you know, do this activity for two hours a week. And then some devotee, like, oh, I forgot his name, would, would, and he worked so hard. I would just sit in my vehicle, tell him a couple things, and just read Bhagavatam. He'd do it all. The doctor gave me a huge paycheck, you know? It was like that. So that you benefit. Don't think you're going to lose out. By checking to this chanting seriously, automatically Krishna makes an adjustment. Your materiality is completely taken care of, like in this story. Karna Muni is doing his morning program, is just focusing on every single syllable. And what, what kind of, if you want, a, he wants a wife, what wife does he have? The princess of the emperor of the world. Now, the next couple of verses goes into his dowry. Now, did he go work at Circle K? Did he have to go work at Circle K? Really? Check this out. His dowry is just amazing. So, no. So, really, I've seen it like this. Like, and, but some for some, he takes, he might give just, you get Java beads and that's it. But that person's, that's the perfect gift for that person. It doesn't necessarily mean one fun. But if we're in the mood of serving the servants, if that's our identity, Krishna will. Krishna makes arrangements. But he won't make an arrangement that'll fall, help you fall away. And that's Maya. Krishna doesn't do that for us. Any other comments or questions? Is that okay? Any other comments or questions? Thank you for being here. Thank you for being intelligent by taking to this so nicely because this is this is intelligence. Promise is the only intelligent people out there are engaged in devotional service. The rest is just not smart. And in the there's so many people, so much stuff. I have this realization if I can just you probably have to but uh, that all these people, like somebody will come up and go, yeah, I heard about this from this guy over here. Yeah, he told me to read this book. And all these, some of these, that's like built up over these, so many people doing doing a little bit. For, I mean, I'm, for me, I'm just doing a little bit. But a lot of people doing a little bit, it's really seriously adding up. And the tide is changing, especially in Tucson, because it's a nice temple restaurant. Is the tide is changing. All these like atheistic, cruddy, crappy stuff is just like falling away. And the devotees are rising and people are catching on, like, oh, you do it too. Wow, I've heard about this. You know, instead of like, oh God. Instead, we can like go, oh God, to that. And then they respond to that. You know, not that we want to do anything weird, but you know, you know what my point is that you know, people are really catching on. And, and uh, I mean, I used to think 20 years ago that that how's this movement going to, you know, take continue so and really become the bright age? But now I'm, I'm really seeing it. But it's dependent. Oh, well, it's not Krishna, it's not Krishna. But those devotees that stay and hold their positions, they really do an enormous amount for the world. You want to hear something really cool? This is from Hanuman Prasakshwamana. So he got his degree at in psychology or something like that from Berkeley, Stanford, and he um, he has friends that are really into past life regression, you know, some of his peers, and they're really good at it. But he has one guy that's into post life progressions, and he's good at it. 
and it's really new new stuff, but it's really bizarre. So he can actually see post life. You can actually see the future, and and see what the future. So he asked this guy. He's not a devotee. And he asked him, so what's the future of ISKCON? And he goes, uh, there's, for a little while longer, there'll be, there's, there's a few people that are holding things for the planet, otherwise things go really bad real fast. There's a, there's a few people holding, like Mother's and so forth, that are holding things, and, and you all. They're, 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 and that's going to go on for a little while. And then the, he doesn't even know what a demigod is or anything of this nature. He doesn't know anything. But he says, then there'll be people, there'll be some individuals that can control the wind and the, this and that that will come through. And then things will really take off. So that was his post life progression. And that came from a guru, guru told me that. So, you know, it's not some fuzzy, weird stuff, but something to share. Yeah, so. Let's stop there. Shimon Bhagavatam ki So please hold your positions and keep serving nicely. Get free from the dualities of the world. Don't let their mind take you away. It's you're doing amazing stuff. And if you just keep doing it, just all that amazing stuff just piles up. And wow. Alright, Krishna. Yeah,